Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. I'm Robin Boyd with you today. Sandra is off and managing some of what we probably are going to end up talking about today. We have two fascinating people on our show today. We have Stephanie Cattleman, the founder of the MOM method, the mom method. And as we all in the military expect, MOM is an acronym. And we'll find out all about that in just a few minutes. Then later in the show, we're going to welcome Eldana Lewis Fernandez. She's an Air Force veteran, award-winning speaker, acclaimed author, and CEO of Dynamic Vision International. Her book, Think Like a Negotiator, will empower you for any negotiation you face, be it a new job, a mortgage, or maybe even that testy teen that lives down the hall in your house. (laughs) Tomorrow, as we all know, is Veterans Day, and all across the country, there are parades and celebrations and tributes for our veterans and loved ones lost to war, and... um, still here fighting for our freedom. So it's um, oftentimes confused with Memorial Day, and we want to make sure that every veteran is honored on this day. Veterans Day is a federal holiday that is celebrated on November 11th each year. And um, it is also um, originally known, as you may know, as Armistice Day. It was changed to Veterans Day by President Eisenhower, and the holiday did succumb to the observance on uh, the annual Monday regime, if you will, in 1971. It was only a Monday holiday, but then in 1978, it was changed back to honoring the day on its actual date, November 11th, regardless of the day of the week that it lands. Now, there's hundreds of tributes and honors happening this week, and I urge you to go to your local newspapers or town hall or uh, even just Google information in your local area to support and honor our heroes. And in reading some of the correspondence we get, I found this interesting story posted on Sergeant Gritt's website, as a matter of fact. It's called Vision to Victory. And the number two is the uh, middle word there. Um, the Sergeant Grit staff, if you haven't been to Sergeant Grit, it's a website that has an awful lot of Marine information. Um, they were recently honored with a visit by Marine veteran Derek Hendershot. Derek is on the board of directors for the Vision to Victory program. This 
This program is led and operated by military veterans and following the completion of the Wall of Remembrance by Marine veteran David Brown, which bears the name of all servicemen and women that have been killed in action since the beginning of the global war on terrorism, Derek was tasked with the touring of the second generation wall all over the country. I hope you've had an opportunity to to visit this because it is very moving um, and it's wonderful that it can be brought all around the country. Now that the touring wall of remembrance is drawing to a close, this team of motivated veterans have begun fundraising to upgrade the current wall before next year's tour kicks off. The upgrades will include replicas of the Twin Towers with iPads to allow visitors to easily access the names on the wall to include adding LED lighting to create two towers of lights at night. More images will be added to the entrance to include a windscreen mural, that sounds fascinating, of combat scenes, five battlefield crosses that are specific to each branch with their corresponding branch flags, as well as the POW, MIA, and U.S. flag. The names of the fallen from 1983 to the present day will be added to the wall. Yes, that means that the names of the fallen from Beirut, Desert Storm, Shield, Somalia, Afghanistan, and Iraq will all travel across the country. To top it off, they will add a close encounters booth. The booth will display internet-sized video clips of the fallen submitted by their families and friends. So fascinating what we can do with with technology and with all of the um, dedicated people that are so moved by this. We are so glad that Derek chose to stop by to their office in uh, Sacramento, California, where the second generation wall of remember- remembrance will retire between 10 to 12 November 2014. Now you can visit the Vision to Victory website at www.vision2victory.com to find out about upcoming events and how you can contribute toward the third generation Wall of Remembrance, Semper Fi. And I think it was kind of um, apropos to pull something off of Sergeant Grit because uh, today we celebrate the 239th years of the United States Marine Corps and honor our heroes for keeping us safe. I'm a daughter to a Marine and a mother-in-law to a Marine, so I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the anniversary. Happy birthday, Marines. We are grateful to each and every one of you and to to all our service members. Well, this um, is getting to be close to the holidays, and I'm hoping that in some way you are able to uh, reach out and do some things locally. I know that uh, many people have been sending to Operation Gratitude. We've been talking about Operation Gratitude uh, a number of times on our show. There are some local um, initiatives as well, and I hope that you are looking into some of those. There are some, um, for example, up here in the Northeast, we have something called More Mart, M-O-O-R-E, if you are Boston North. Um, More Mart does ship out on a smaller scale. If you have a Boy Scout troop, a Girl Scout troop, a Girls Inc. group, or Boys and Girls Club, and want to be able to do some kind of... um, 
celebration or, or cards or sending some little things. If you're a knitter or crocheter and want to do some wonderful scarves, those are the kinds of things that they are looking for. There is a lot of information on OperationGratitude.com. We encourage you to go there and um, get involved, whether it be business support, whether it be writing letters, um, special events that are coming up in, as far as collections. And you know what? If you still have any of that Halloween candy kicking around, package it up and send it on over there because um, the guys and gals will sure appreciate it. A lot of people are making those paracord bracelets, uh, and if you haven't seen those, I hope you take some time to uh, explore those. That's a wonderful way to um, create some kind of a remembrance. I do hope that you look up how to do those and be able to send those and share those. And of course, the scarves, the hats. There has been a vehicle donation drive through Operation Gratitude. You can go on their website and see if, in fact, that um, is still something that they can do this year. And of course, the funds are then donated. The other uh, initiative, and this is very close to Sandra's heart, is the Toys for Tots program. And again, we thank the Marines. Uh, If you don't know the history of it, go to uh, their website and certainly learn a little bit more um, about how that all started. Um, We are... Sandra said she's been doing it for over 25, maybe a little longer than that, um, 25 years. And just gathering some people it can be a very small celebration it can be a party instead of it being a birthday party it's a toys for tots party um it doesn't take an awful lot to organize it in order to make it happen um there are an awful lot of youngsters in every community who may not have some opportunities um that other children do and whether it be an angel tree at your church or or synagogue whether it be a um, way of participating with toys for tots we hope that you find a way to bring the holidays into your into your home and include um, some military folks in in along the way One of the things that we have um, on our Facebook page, um, I do want to share a couple of things, and I do hope that you join us on Facebook. You know, we have an awful lot of people that drop in and um, mention uh, uh, some some very interesting things. There is um, a national concert being re-aired on PBS. We want you to tune into that because they are honoring the 239th Marine Corps birthday. We want you to uh, visit the Department of Defense because they have something to celebrate the Marines and, of course, Military One Source, our, our good friends over there. We want to make sure that you uh, visit them. And if you haven't tapped in and watched the little Sesame Street for Military Families, click on that. Search it on Facebook. It's a, a organization's page. They have some wonderful things, and I think sometimes putting it in those little fuzzy characters, the messages in those little fuzzy characters, if uh, um, it just is endearing, but it is what relates that the kids relate to, and we do hope that you check that out. Sesame Street for Military Families. Um, I've watched it a couple of times, and I just really think that they're darling. And I have a daughter-in-law who is 30 years old and absolutely still loves her Grover. 
Um, in just a moment, we're going to have a break. And coming up after the break, we have our first guest, Stephanie Cattleman. After an especially exasperating morning, as we've all had, Stephanie was absolutely determined to create a home environment that would allow her son, and therefore her, to become more independent, particularly when it came to staying on task and keeping track of time. A daunting task for any parent. (laughs) We've all been there. I'm going to tell a little story about my daughter on the other side of the break. And Stephanie is going to share with us her success story, and hopefully it's the beginning of yours. Be back in a moment with Stephanie Cattleman here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Welcome to The Quip with Miriam Nicole Huffman, a modern woman's guide to styling her faith, family, and finances. The online radio show dedicated to today's positive, purpose-driven woman who's ready to heal her heart, her head, and her household by realigning with what she values most. If your highest values are faith, family, finances, and freedom, you're in the right place. Host Miriam Nicole Huffman is a woman on a mission. Her mess to success journey has taken her from life as an upper-middle-class stay-at-home mom to a broke single mom to living a life of joy and wholeness as she builds a thriving business while raising her healthy, happy family. Every week on The Quip, Miriam Nicole shares her love, life, legal, and lifestyle success secrets. Whether it's wisdom you're seeking, inspiration and motivation from someone who's hit rock bottom and risen to success, or you want to know how to fully align your faith, family, and finances to create more freedom for yourself, you're an Excellent hands with Miriam Nicole. Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player to the right or check our recent guests in the blog below. Got a question for Miriam Nicole? Want to be a guest on her show? Email us at thequip at miriamnicolehuffman.com. And join us every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's American Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And who doesn't love a sale at the BX? (laughs) This is Robin Boyd with you today on Military Mom Talk Radio. Our first guest, Stephanie Cattleman, founder of the MOM, the Mom Method, created a web-based program as a solution to real-life challenges she's facing as a working single mom. Cattleman already felt overwhelmed and behind schedule, believed that her helicopter style of parenting was pushing her over the edge. Let's find out a little bit more about the mom method and what that all means and how we can overcome and achieve, and so can our parents. Thanks for joining us, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. It's delightful to meet you. I, I was first of all, your your website is wonderful, and I'm going to say that right off the top. It's m o m m e t h o d mom method dot com, and um, we want everybody to go there. It's it's delightful. It's uplifting. It's engaging, and there's lots of great resources right there. Um, parenting is tough, Stephanie, and many of us work. Many of us are single parents, and we're trying to eat 27 hours of hours out of every 24 hour day. Now, how does your mom method help us get on track? Well, it helps in many ways, but really, mostly is. It helps kids learn to take on some of the responsibilities themselves. I think that in our culture, oftentimes parents begin to micromanage their kids and tell them what to do and when to do or just simply do it for them because, mm-hmm. frankly, in the moment sometimes it just feels easier. But when we do that, we do our kids a disservice and by preventing them from not having the opportunity to actually learn some skills themselves. And, you know, in the process, we drive ourselves crazy by, again, as you were saying, trying to eke out 27 hours out of a 24-hour day. <laughs> and we all try and do it. And that's not to say that everybody isn't sort of slammed against the wall at some point in time. But there are things that we do that probably don't help our kids, such as what do you mean by helicopter parents? So helicopter parents, is a, it's a... Um, It's a term used to describe well-meaning parents who um, tend to hover over their kids, removing obstacles from their paths or solving problems for them um, Mm -hmm. just to make things easier for their kids. And by doing that, it might be easier in the moment, but in the long run, that's not enabling our kids to be independently successful. That's right. So there's a fine line then between parents telling kids what they should do and parents working with kids to achieve their goals and successes. What are some things that you tell parents to define that difference? How can we help our kids be more successful? Well, I think that probably step one is really recognizing what our kids are able to do, capable of doing on their own and meeting our kids where they're at as opposed to just arbitrarily just saying, I want you to, you know, clean your room every day and have it be sparkling clean and, you know, but just really taking into consideration their age and their ability and starting to little by little hand them more responsibility. 
And I think that the other aspect of this is parents have to back off. They have to not, you know, when you hand a responsibility over to your child, you really take, you know, you, you, you're handing over the ownership of it. So in other words, mm-hmm. having to feel comfortable with, you know, well, you know, I'm putting this on your plate. This is now up to you to complete. I mean, of course, there in life, there are repercussions to actions or inaction. So, mm. you know, you have to create a scaffolding, a structure to support successful task completion, you know, um, whether that be an incentive program or potential consequences for not completing tasks. But when you mm. give a child a task, you should really, truly hand it over to them and make them and be very clear about what's expected. Do you find you um, sort of engage in that reward, whether it be um, stickers or do, do you find, especially with the younger kids, um, is that a good way of getting into um, a task-oriented independence? Um, I definitely believe so. I mean, because mm-hmm. really if you are trying to partner with your child, there needs to be a buy-in. There needs to be a reason for them to be truly eager Mm -hmm. to be participating. And I think the critical part of this is that, again, really going to your child and finding out and coming, working together to find out what really will motivate them because what you might think might motivate them may mm-hmm. actually not motivate them at all. And so um, definitely engaging your child or your children in the, in the conversation um, because it sort of defeats the purpose if you yeah. choose, <laughs> choose something that's yeah. really not meaningful <laughs> at all to your child. Know their currency. <laughs> I really don't like SpongeBob stickers, Mom. Can I have a marble? <laughs> Right. Exactly. Or, you know, really what I want is to spend more time with you watching a movie. Can I, can right. we, you know, earn some time, you know, can we work toward that? I mean, mm-hmm. so there, there are lots of creative solutions. They don't always have to involve money. It could just be. I, yeah, yeah, I was just going to bring that up because I think so many times when people think of a reward system, immediately we gravitate toward a monetary reward. Right. And that does not necessarily have to be the case. It definitely doesn't. I mean, of course, money is always, you know, it's it's it's, it's very simple, and and it's it's and there are great reasons to use money as an incentive. I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of becoming more fiscally responsible and learning about managing money, but truly, that doesn't have to be the thing. And oftentimes, it's not what your kid, what kids may want. Sure, sure. I'm sure you find that getting into this. Um, routine, if you will, is a lot easier when you engage them at a younger age. Do you find that it's still possible even if they're a little bit older? If you've got that sixth grader who's just all full of himself, can you can you start this program even at that point? Absolutely. You know, there is no question about it because, again, kids thrive with structure and especially, mm-hmm. you know, if kids have moved around a lot or if their parents are divorced. You know, the more structure you can put, more predictability you can put in place, um, I think just the more secure a child will typically feel that's what, you know, what studies have shown. And so mm-hmm. if you, you know, particularly for a child who may be just on the verge of adolescence and, you know, need, you know, a little bit of structure can be a good thing. And certainly as kids get older, they really start 
becoming aware of the things that they want. So um, definitely more motivated too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what do you find is a good consequence, I guess you could say, um, I guess we'll talk about school-age kids because littler ones, um, that's a whole different ballgame. But what about the kids who forget their homework at at home? Or what about the kids who um, forgot their soccer shoes and they can't play unless they are they they have their soccer equipment? Um, how how hard do you get? Do you do you give them like a a, a warning and and bring the sh- soccer shoes to school, or do you really enforce it? I mean, it's it's a, it's a hard call, and it, you know, yeah. and it really depends on the value system of the family. But ultimately, if parents can, you know, let children experience the natural consequences of their actions or inactions, I think it's the better. You know, the more likely they're going to learn more quickly. Because if you swoop in and, you know, you run. I, this happened to me last week. My son's now, uh, you know, he's he's now 14 years old, and he. <laughs> um, he forgot his lunch, and it was really a really hard call for me because I yeah. just thought, oh, gosh, <laughs> I really wanted to, in my heart, bring him his lunch. But, my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I've done it. And yeah. and, and as, as long as he knows that that option is there, you know, then, then he, you know, then it's, there's no reason for him to remember. And so what I've done is I've, I've given him energy bars for him mm-hmm. to keep in his school locker so that, you know, he's not going to starve at school, right. but he's definitely not going to, you know, hopefully will help him remember. So if you can, let kids experience the natural consequences. But one last thing as it relates to consequences, that consequences shouldn't be punitive in nature. They're not mm-hmm. meant, you know, I, I, I believe in the mom method believes that they really should be related to what it is that, you know, has that they've chosen not to do um, or haven't done and, uh, and not meant to intentionally, you know, to, to hurt your child oh, in any sure, way. Sure, sure. And, and yes, I think sometimes um, there, again, consequences um, sometimes are interpreted as punishment. And we certainly don't, we want kids to be learning by this. We, we actually had a guest last week that was called, pro, uh, had founded Proactive Parenting. And mm-hmm. the, the um, discussion ahead of time in a calmer moment was when you sort of out, laid the expect expectations mm-hmm. and the consequences and sort of having that dialogue a- ahead of time, then you are able to enforce it probably with a more caring, um, what was, what was your task or what was our task? Right. Right. <laughs> and that's no, absolutely. Really great. We've just got a minute before the break. Um, could you let everybody know where they can find you and, um, what kind of resources you have on your website? Absolutely. It's uh, mommethod.com, M-O-M-M-E-T-H-O-D.com. And we have a, a, we have a step-by-step parenting guide that, you know, that enables parents to help their kids become more independent and self-sufficient. And then we also have a whole set of real-world uh, tools for kids, uh, for time management tools for kids like check-off lists and calendaring tools to help them learn how to calendar and manage time. And your site is so engaging. It, it's delightful for kids and parents alike. Manage and organize myself. Stephanie, Stephanie Cattleman, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Eldona Lewis Fernandez. You're going to want to stay tuned. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. We're so glad you're with us today. We have two delightful people with us. Uh, we just met Stephanie Cattleman from the Mom Method. We do hope you visit her website. If you've missed any of this show or any of our other over 200 shows at this stage of the game, we do hope you'll visit us at militarymomtalkradio.com. You're welcome to find us right here at our host station, toginet.com. And all of our shows are free, available to all of you at iTunes. So do check us out there. Today we're so delighted to have Aldana Luis Fernandez with us. Aldana is a retired Air Force veteran with 23 years of honorable military service. She is a negotiation and contracts expert with over 30 years of leadership, contracts management, and negotiation experience. 
Aldana is the CEO of Dynamic Vision International, Inc., a training and consulting firm specializing in training people how to think like a negotiator by creating win-win results and understanding the pitfalls to avoid. She's an international award-winning speaker and award-winning author, and we are extremely grateful to have her here with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Eldana, welcome. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Oh, we're so glad we got you. (laughs) (laughs) We are thrilled that you're here, and I know that it was a bit of a challenge with your very busy schedule. Um, we, We are so interested in learning all about you, and I wish you would give our uh, listeners a sense of your foundation, Aldana. Your high school years were challenging, and you faced some tough decisions along the way. What brought you through all of that and brought you to enlist in the military? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with resilience. I guess I just had a resilient disposition, um, alcoholic parents, and, you know, my mother died of alcoholism when I was 12, Mm. and my father basically shut off and died emotionally and didn't parent me, Mm -hmm. and just sort of sent me out to grow up, and I didn't do such a good job. I dropped out of high school and was running with a bad crowd and came home one day when I was 18 and the house was empty and he packed up and moved from Texas to Florida and didn't even leave me a forwarding address. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's kind of how, uh, that's kind of how my foundation started and, and such <laughs> <laughs> a good way to start. Let me tell you. Was, was the military one of your first choices or one of your last choices? Uh, it just sort of popped in as a choice from out of nowhere. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a commercial about the Air Force. It was like, Air Force, a great way of life. And I thought, oh, okay. Here, <laughs> let me go do this. We'll give that a it, try. It was just, yeah, we'll give that a go. And and I actually took my GED and enlisted in the military and uh, just turned my life around. Ended up in the contracting career field, which is why I'm teaching negotiation and mm-hmm. uh, expertise now. Um, did that for 23 years and um, loved my military career. Even though I had some struggles while I was in the military, it still it, it was basically the foundation that uh, turned my prof- professional life around. Hmm. I, I do want to talk about where you're at right now, but before we get into um, your Think Like a Negotiator uh, book and uh, certainly your website, I want to talk a little bit about resilience and bravery. How do you find the strength to be resilient? And bravery doesn't necessarily uh, become a synonym of that. Um, how powerful is resilience, especially to the respect of the military family? Well, I think uh, with everything a military family faces, and I was a single parent for a lot of my military career, so I had to juggle uh, a lot more than the military family that was a, a full family unit. But the, the resilience and being brave, a lot of, I actually am writing a blog post about this now, understanding what it's like to be a veteran or a family member of a veteran, because we live such a different lifestyle and there's so much more that we have to face and be resilient about. Bam, somebody could de- deploy in a heartbeat mm-hmm. and be taken off and, and win a moment's notice. It happened to me and I had to leave my children behind and 
how do you how does the whole family get resilient around that? It's just, I think it's just ingrained in the thread of the lifestyle of the, of the military member because we're all the member and the family we're all there support to support the mission and that's what we mm-hmm. all sign up for. So we just press ahead with that attitude. So challenging. I do have to say that uh, the folks who are serving now at least do have some um, benefit to technology in that there is, uh, it is easier perhaps to chat with your family, your kids, whatever, whether it be Skyping back and forth or at least having cell phones. But I know way back when my husband was serving, um, that was that was a real challenge. You'd wait for months and months and months before you'd get get a letter. Um, that and that does bring us to bravery. That's not easy to just muster up because whether we're going for a new job, whether we're facing difficulties when our loved ones' lives might be changed forever, um, maybe even th- bravery to leave a difficult relationship. How does one, and you had to face that because you had some very negative things in your life. Where did that bravery come from to bring yourself onto a more positive path? Well, I think it was it was a matter of you have two choices. You come up against something and you feel what's called perturbation. You feel the 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 intense pressure that, wow, I'm coming up, here's my comfort zone and I'm coming up against something that makes me scared or it's stressful or it's a pressure situation. Um, a good example of that might be speaking in public. I do it all the time now, but mm-hmm. uh, that's usually somebody's number one fear. So it's a good kind of example. And you have a choice. You, you either do it and go forward because when you go through that, that pressure and face that fear, you transform to another level, or you can turn around and go back to your comfort zone and stay where you were. And oftentimes you go back, but then you end up coming up against it again. So you can kind of have the yo-yo syndrome going back and forth when, where if you just decide, it's a decision, really, a choice that you make just to push through to the other side, uh, transform to a different level, feel better about the success of it, or even if there is a failure, you could still regroup and go forward uh, again. But it's just the constant moving forward, I think. And I just kind of made a choice to do that. Mm. Self-esteem certainly has a play in all that, too, I'm sure. Uh, may- maybe it does. But in my case, I had no self-esteem as a kid growing up. And so I just pulled it from somewhere to, to keep going. I always had that voice and when I looked at myself in the mirror uh, it was my mother's voice saying I was no good because she never told me she loved me. She told me I was no good. I was a brat. I was a hellion. She was going to send me away. Those are the things she used to say to me. And, and I used to have that go over and over in my head. Who do you think you are? You dropped out of high school. You're nobody. I had to fight that constantly. It was it was a constant ongoing battle. And somehow I just kept and I think because when you grow up in alcoholism or addiction, you learn how to stuff that stuff and just keep going. That's the way that you survive. Wow. That really is amazing to see where you have started and where you are now. Um, An an author, you are a successful speaker. Did as you went through the military, did you have, well, uh, things going through your head? What the heck am I going to do when I get out? 
I didn't really think about that till I guess maybe towards the end. I I while I was in, I got um, two associates and a bachelor's degree, and I had professional certification in the contracting career field. I, I actually didn't intend to get out when I did, hmm. but uh, I uh, had some unfortunately some sexual harassment while I was deployed, and I had experienced that throughout my military career and sexual assault as well, and. I've done a lot of work to get beyond that. And um, we were getting ready to go into Iraq, and I just thought, I, if this happens to me again, I can't take it because it was a, a, an extreme psychological warfare that went on. Oh, sure. I wouldn't, um, yeah, I wouldn't. The guy decided he wanted me, and I said, no, thank you. And so he made my life pretty bad while I was deployed, and I thought, I can't take this again. This is a straw. I can't do it. So I... Mm-hmm. I retired from the military, and then it was kind of like, it was kind of a split-second decision, decision. Yeah. and I thought, hmm, okay, what what am I going to do now? Right, right. And I think a lot of people do when they know that their their tour is coming to an end or their, their service time is just about up. There is that opportunity, but yet there is that challenge. Um, sometimes there are um, cookie-cutter uh, positions that they've already outlined. Maybe they had a job before they left for the service and they know that they can return to. But some people who um, may have just gone in not long after high school do have that challenge. Eldana, we've got a break coming right up. Um, and on the other side of the break, I want to take all of that whether it be resilience or newfound bravery or choices that we have to make and how you have given everybody skills to negotiate all of those challenges to make a positive move, whether it be a career. And I'm sure sometimes it may be a mortgage. And I'm sure some of those challenges um, of negotiation are just even over the dinner table sometimes. You're going to need to negotiate with the kids. You're going to need to be able to, uh, like I said in the beginning, you know, uh, try to temper that teen and and make some choices with them. Today our guest is Eldana Lewis-Fernandez. She is an award-winning speaker, acclaimed author, and CEO of Dynamic Vision International. She has a wonderfully enlightening website. She is at, um, and I'm just pulling up your website right now, thinklikeanegotiator.com. If you subscribe on her website, you can get a free report called Contracts 101, which will help you understand basics and feel more confident about your contracts and agreements. Um, A a wonderfully enlightening website, and I hope you all go and visit it um, as soon as the show is over. You want to stay tuned, though. We've got her for one more segment. We'll be back in a moment on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. 
This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. This is Buzz Local Radio. We had three topics here, and we just added a fourth because we started talking about hot dogs. He's in a band. We both had guitars. I went over to his house Christmas Day that day. We had to start a band. And uh, I think we wrote four or five songs that afternoon. And Cannibalistic Fish was one of them. Cannibalistic Fish. I couldn't do the dreads. My mom would not let me wear my pants backwards to school either. That was wiggity, 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 whack. Buzz Local Radio. Available for free download on toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. We're so glad you're with us today. This is Robin Boyd on Military Mom Talk Radio. And today we are chatting with Eldana Lewis Fernandez. She is a speaker, an author, a veteran. And might I say uh, thank you very much, Eldana, for your service in the Air Force. Um, we are very proud of you as our veteran of the day. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Um, let's talk about your book, Think Like a Negotiator. Um, we have all been had to be advocates for ourselves sometimes, and that sometimes is not an easy thing for us to do, whether we're uh, going up for uh, an employment interview, whether we're negotiating, maybe it's a, a, a rate for a, a mortgage or something. What are some of the mistakes many of us make when we are negotiating, say, a career move? Well, one, I guess the, the top mistake I see people make is thinking that everything is not negotiable. Just thinking that everything's inside that box and it's set the way it is. You have to switch that mindset to everything is negotiable when you think like a negotiator. It's about putting on that mindset, thinking in that realm of, of being a negotiator and looking at it from that perspective and see how you can create a win-win result and get a better deal for yourself. 
and it, so there's there's no harm in in speaking up and saying i'm not sure that this is right i'd like to talk about about this or what would be a way of embracing that negotiation and bringing it up in the conversation well you obviously if you're able to look at something in advance say you get a an offer for a job or somebody brings something up to your attention or maybe something happens like you get a bogus charge on your bill that doesn't belong there or or mm-hmm. just anything or your kids want to negotiate curfew or <laughs> that used to be my <laughs> son's favorite thing to do yes that's <laughs> <laughs> <want to> curfew <laughs> and uh it, it it's just thinking okay, let me take a look at this and see what I don't like about it and what would be a better deal for me. Okay, I don't like this. This is what I'd rather have. And then go in with that proposal and then uh, always asking for exactly what you want. Oftentimes we don't ask because we're afraid of rejection. And especially for women, women are taught not to ask. We're, we, we were taught at a young age to be quiet and not ask for what we want and just mm-hmm. accept everything as it is and not rock the boat. But you have to ask for what you want. And sometimes it takes asking multiple times. Uh, in, in my talk, I give the example of um, NBA all-star uh, Mark Eaton, who played for the Utah Jazz for 12 years. He uh, currently holds the record for 456 blocks. Um, in a season and he's seven foot four and everybody would assume that he plays basketball and a, a guy approached him and asked him uh, if he played basketball he had played in high school he was doing auto mechanics he said no well why don't you come to my college and I'll show you no not interested the guy came back 15 times he asked him 15 times and he finally gave in he went to a practice he worked with the coach he ended up being in the NBA uh being an all-star, being two-time defensive player of the year, has has that record. If the guy wouldn't have asked him 15 times, he wouldn't have had that success in his career. So it's all about the importance of asking for exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. We had a guest on um, earlier in the year who had talked about navigating the VA and um, if you are looking for specific benefits or you need to uh, challenge what you've been denied. And he was very instrumental in helping many of our listeners in getting through the system in getting what they want. And that's a form of negotiation. Definitely. I've been there myself and I'm, actually working on getting my business certified as a disabled veteran business enterprise uh, through the VA. And they've just sent me this whole laundry list of stuff that they're <laughs> rejecting and they need this, that, and the other. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I, and they've called me like three times and they've sent me two emails and I'm not talking to them yet because I'm going to go back in with my position once I've reviewed it, because the first line says, this is what we think we need. Think, hmm. That means that there's an opening there for me. And the yeah. VA is a bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. So um, if you don't feel comfortable going forward, sometimes you've got to ask an expert to step in for you. And with the VA system, there, there's a lot, you know, the disabled veterans, the American mm-hmm. Legion, they all have representatives that can help a veteran uh, do that. I personally did mine myself because I just handled it like a contract and and sure. um, I'm at I'm at 90% now, but they're they're also they're still denying that I have hearing loss, and I have you know, ringing in my ears, and I have hearing mm-hmm. loss. I was around fighter jets my entire career, 
<laughs> my but, husband but just got his hearing aids just for that reason. You know, he, they, they looked at his his uh, history and said, oh, yes, you, you were in combat. Yeah, I think you have a little hearing loss. But it took him yeah. 40 years before he was able to really get through and finally go through with it. And he finally got got his hearing aids. See, what they do is, in, in my opinion, is uh, they they put as much roadblock in front of you as they can, and the majority of people will just give up. Mm-hmm. So that's, wh- that's where you have to be resilient and go forward and dig your heels in and say, no, this is my benefit, this is my right, I'm going to keep going for this. And that's with anything. If somebody yes. denies you a job, you know, well, okay, why did you deny me this job? Could you give me some feedback so in the future when I go for an interview of this type, I can better prepare myself for the job? Sure. That type of thing. So even if if you get denied, you go back and you ask a question that will help you be able to prepare in in advance. And that may may pique somebody's interest, like, oh, wow, you actually asked for feedback? Hmm, I might have another (laughs) job for you. And that's all to your advantage. And that's part. And I think once you, I think the first one is probably the hardest. And then I'm sure everyone empowers you even more. Yeah, I've got to ask Eldana, what can we learn from riding a motorcycle? <laughs> riding a motorcycle is all about taking control of the handlebars of your life. I have a whole brand called Pink Biker Chick that's a, in a, a talk <laughs> all around taking control of the handlebars of your life. I and love it. You, yeah. It's, it's, if you think about if you're being driven around or maybe you're riding on the back of a motorcycle, you're not in control. And that might be fine. I'd like to be driven around. I live in Southern California where the traffic is horrible. I don't like yeah. driving in it. You know, having somebody drive me in that is great. But in my own life, if I'm taking a back seat in the car or a back seat in my own life, like on a motorcycle, that's that's not good. I want to be in the front seat, taking control of those handlebars, rolling on my throttle to accelerate my own success and not letting somebody else be in control of my life. That's, I love uh, visuals and that truly does give you that sense of, all right, I'm not going to wobble around. I'm going to take the handlebars because if we don't take the handlebars, we're going to fall off. Exactly. Or somebody else will be steering your path. They want to go this way, but you really want to go over here. And you can't mm. go over here because somebody else has got control. And that happens a lot of times. I know in my own, in my past life, I was giving control to others in other situations and letting them make decisions for what I should do or which way I should go or how I should be. When I finally stood up for myself and said, wait, I don't agree with that. I'm taking control of my own life and I'm steering my own path. I started to achieve more success. Mm. You are a remarkable story, honestly. I look at the the picture on your website and your eyes and your smile is just empowered and successful. I mean, there's no trace in that smile (laughs) of the things that you've gone through. So look at what you've overcome. And that's just a testament to all of us to look up to you as our mentor. Oh, thank you very much. I always say the power's in the work. Oh, I'd like to uh, have people, we're coming up to the end of the segment, and I'd like people to know where they can purchase your book. Uh, Do you have it on um, a Kindle version, or uh, is it a hard copy? Uh, I have, it comes in a hard cover, and uh, you can get that on my website if you 
uh, email me. I'll uh, negotiate a good deal with you and give uh, $10 <laughs> off the, uh, <laughs> the the cover price. Hey, everything's negotiable. <laughs> and it is available on Kindle for uh, 99 cents. So that's a great bargain. You can download it on Kindle um, and start reading. And uh, everybody that's read it has told me it's a great read and they've actually been able to use the strategies either in business and getting a job and handling their kids and having situations, personal life, like negotiating for a car or um, a mortgage or whatever. It, It helps in every area of life. And I think it's it's positioning yourself in, in an advantageous way. Uh, I, I've been fascinating watching this. There's videos on your website, some clips of some of your speaking engagements. Um, you do speaking engagements um, all year round, or do you just have a couple of times a year? Or well, I do my own experiential training twice a year in uh, in San Diego in. Uh, April and October. I just finished one in October. It's three-day. When I say experiential, I mean PowerPoint-free environment, and it's not a multi-speaker event. But I Mm -hmm. also speak. People bring me in to speak. People bring me in to train. Um, I'm available to do events. I do keynotes. I do workshops. Whatever anybody needs, I'm I'm available. They can just contact me at uh, Eldana at thinklikeanegotiator.com. That's fantastic. Thinklikeanegotiator.com. Our guest has been Eldana Lewis-Fernandez. We're so appreciative, Eldana. Thank you for being with us, and thank you for being such an inspiration, and we appreciate your service so very much. Thank you so much. Also, we thank Stephanie Cattleman. She was our first guest today, The Mom Method. We do hope you'll go to her website and check it out. And again, Aldana's website is thinklikeanegotiator.com. We hope you'll all go to their websites, sign up for their blogs, and be empowered and take charge of your life. We hope you've had a great day with us, and we look forward to chatting with you next week right here on Military Mom Talk Radio.